Hello and welcome to another edition of Second Amendment Radio here on FM News Talk 97.1. Tony Colombo and Aaron Tarlow with you for another fine edition Saturday. of this program. How are you? Good, how are you? I'm great. So we, uh, on this program, we talk about gun laws, we talk about Second Amendment rights, we talk about hunting, which yep. we're going to talk a little bit of, about we'll more to. on this show because our good friend Tim Shelsvik, the Thinking Woodsman, host mm-hmm. of the Thinking Woodsman podcast, is going to be joining us uh, in the second segment of the show, so don't go anywhere. We are closing in on deer season as far as Rifle. rifles. Yeah. Bow's think, going on now. Yeah, bow probably, season has begun. Probably half our audience is gone out in the woods, <laughs> catching it on the podcast. Yeah, I've never done bow hunting. Really? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it it's going to take a few years. I've, every, every bow hunter I've talked to said, you know, you're going to be out in the woods for two or three years. You're going to see deer. They're just going to be too far away. Right. So, and, you're, uh, and if you're used to rifle hunting, that can be frustrating. It very much what, so. What used to be within range. Uh huh. It's no longer in range. Right. If yeah. you're bow hunting, you got to get you know twenty, get a lot closer yards yeah. or closer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll talk to uh, Tim Shelsvik about all that coming up in just a few minutes. First, breaking news: we got breaking news. Really? Yeah. Okay. New producer. Oh, I was about to plot the music. No. The Zach Factor moving on to greener pastures. It sounds like you're putting him down. No. He's gonna like plot a pistol and no, he's got a he's got he's got the big he's got big Mark Cox show morning show duties now. Yeah, he can't be slumming down here with us on Saturdays. I'm with you. You know, hey, you know, it's bound to happen. Second Amendment Radio made another producer. (laughs) What is it like our fourth one? Pushed it over the edge. Chad Ellis has joined the team. We're well, going places, baby. We'll be, he'll be here for about three months. No, he's going to be here a while. Be Chad's, moving on to bigger things. Chad's ready to go. Chad, how, how are you, you feeling? Feeling real good. Um, glad to be here. Feeling um, good and looking good. <laughs> Chad's ready. So does he have a face for radio or a voice for radio? I didn't like I, Zach anyway. Yeah. So it's all right that he's leaving. <laughs> <laughs> he's right here. Yeah. Zach is right here training Chad, so people wow. understand. He, he just doesn't have a microphone to defend himself. Yeah. <laughs> right, he could yell real loud, and these mics might. I will pick it say up. this, Chad: you don't have the name. Zach Factor is a pretty. That's a pretty tough name to yeah. to uh, yeah, follow. It's t- it's, it is a tough name to follow. Um, I, mean, I just gotta. I guess you gotta show it with the work. There you <laughs> go. There you go. Yeah, yeah. We could come up. Maybe Chad. We'll give Chad a, a radio name. I was about to say he needs to come up with a uh, a. Uh, oh God, I just went blank. It's not. <laughs> Well, Chad, a stage name. Welcome. There you go. go, A stage name. Welcome aboard. Feel free to chime in anytime you want to. If we, if you know, if we're talking about something and you have a strong opinion about it, or you feel like you know we're missing, you know, a part of the conversation that we should be having, uh, speak up. Feel free to speak up. Let us know what you think. Uh, Be a part of this show as much as as Aaron and I, and, and welcome aboard. For sure. Uh, thank you for thank you guys for having me. You uh, bet. I look forward to learning. That's a great. Lot That's great. Was this is it, so? Is this the first show that you will be solely in charge of as a producer? Um. Well, I'm or on you, the Randy. I do do Randy's show. Okay, you well. work on Randy Tobler's yeah. show, right? Okay, very so, good. So, so Doctor Tobler. Doctor Tobler. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Who is a big Second Amendment supporter? Yeah. 
I heard. Maybe have him on the show sometime. Yeah. Chad can cross the streams there of his two programs. Hey, listen, yeah, I, he, I watched a movie him. once yeah. where they crossed the streams and it did not work out well. It did work out well. They <laughs> well, saved New I York. Mean, it saved New York, but I mean, they got they got they a little banged up. They covered in marshmallow, yeah, but they it got was a little okay. banged up. They were all right. <laughs> all right, let's get into this thing. Hold on, hold on, Chad, how old are you? I am 26. Okay, we got a millennial for a millennial. Yeah. All right, It's good. 10 Just... years older than Zach, so... Say what? I said that's ten years older than Zach, though. Oh, Zach, Zach what? Sixteen? Zach, you're a young man. You're not twenty six, are you? You're twenty three, right? Twenty two. So we traded up like we traded up three <laughs> years. We got an older millennial. <laughs> ten years. <laughs> so I was like, what is this? Wow. Is he a teenager? I mean, he's is older. He in high school. He's older. Zach's young. The Zach Factor. He's got the baby face. He does have. He's got the name, face. man. Zach Factor. That name would go places in radio. It's gonna. It's he's gonna have a show. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Let's, let's get into. Yeah. This. Let's get into this. We we blew five minutes. Tell people about Southern Armory. <laughs> Southern Armory, uh, ninety nine zero one Watson Road, one mile east of two seventy and forty four. SouthernArmory.com. dot com. That's SouthernArmory.com. dot com. Very good. It's always twice. You can throw it in there too yeah. if you want. We can yeah. go three times. Yes. Um, do firearm sales new used and uh, buy sell trade. We Isn't, like we like buying guns. Uh, come in. We we turn used guns over pretty quick. So if you're wanting a specific gun, you should call and ask if we have it, and then get put on a list. So then if it comes in, uh, we'll call you and we'll give right. you we we'll give you first dibs at it. Um, as far as anything else going on, Glocktober is coming up. Oh yeah, October. Uh, yeah, the wife was like, eh, you know, yeah, you can probably mention that. Um, so uh, if you like Glocks, then uh, the time to be buying it would be from us. Uh, starting October first, we we do shut it down uh, last day of October. So when Halloween's here and those goblins and ghouls are flying away, it's over with. Don't <laughs> don't don't really come in on November first or second. And but I need it. I'm like right, right, we get it. So is are Glocks one of the most popular brands of gun? Like is it so, like not not just one of the most popular, but w- is it like one of the elites? Like. One of the brands know, that I people mean, just really, if they like them, they don't want anything else but Glocks. So people, it's either a love-hate relationship. Mm-hmm. So uh, either they love Glocks or they hate them. And, uh, generally, and if they love it, them, they don't want anybody. They don't want anything else, right? Uh, the, the, they're kind of like me. I, I like Glocks a lot. Uh, I started, you know, first few handguns were Glocks, and the reason I got them was because they just worked. You know, I wanted to spend my time shooting. And not clearing malfunctions and figuring out what the heck was going on, mm-hmm. so I bought a Glock, and I bought a Glock 19. Is that their hook? Uh, like that was they, that they their just, thing? They just work. Yeah, that yeah. they that they don't jam. That they're well, cleaner, I mean, any, a better operating gun. Than yeah, you. they're they're more reliable. They yeah. they approach that reliability of a revolver, which mm-hmm. is which is nice. Um, with that being said, anytime I wanted to get into a new caliber, you know, so 940, 45, 380, um, uh, 10 mil, uh, I went and bought a Glock. Mm-hmm. And then I got into the caliber that way, and then uh, from there, you know, I started buying, you know, SIGs and 1911s and wheel guns, and just kind of expanding out from there. What are the most? What are the? What are the most popular gun makers? Like the ones that you probably sell the most of? Glock, Ruger, Smith and Wesson, Sig yeah. Sauer. Yeah, um, are probably the big, big four. Yeah, uh, there might be some. More sub brands in there that actually have a measurable percentage, but um, but those would be the big four. And then within those brands, there are certain guns that you should have. Um, I'll give you an example like Glock 19. 
you know, is that it, the starter gun? Is that the like yeah, most universal a, handgun? Yeah, if you needed a handgun and you wanted it to be, you know, what I'm talking about, reliable, you're not going to have issues with it. You're going to spend more time shooting than figuring stuff out, mm-hmm. and uh, you can learn some good technique. And it's forgiving. It's a forgiving gun, which means what? Um, so if you like limp wristed or you have a poor grip, um, you know, it's still going to cycle for you. Gotcha. Um, where other guns would be not as forgiving, they'd be like, nope, we're just not going to work. So. Uh, so Glock 19 would be one. Uh, Ruger 10.22, I would put that on the list. Uh, I would also throw a lever action in there. Uh, Marlin's a big name in the lever action world. I've got mm-hmm. a Marlin myself. Uh, 30.30 would be your most popular caliber for, for deer. Um, tons of deer get shot with 30.30s. So I've got the 45.70. I like. I wanted something a little bit Wait bigger. Wait a minute, a handgun? 30.30 uh, lever action rifle. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but I really like Henry rifles. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if you uh, don't, you're not brand royal loyal. Uh, and you got to remember, Marlin got bought out. Um, so Marlin is not the the company it was when it's I not bought Marlin. It's like yeah. it's like Anheuser Busch. Yeah, buying up. If you used you to know, buy, if you used to just drink Bud Light because of the St. Louis connection, knock it off. Right. Yeah. Because. Yeah. It's in Bev now, baby. <laughs> right. Um, but no. With that being said, um, you know, I I bought a Marlin. It was still, you know, purely owned by Marlin. The mm-hmm. quality was real high and everything. And then, uh, I'm not saying that Marlin's not a good quality. Still, it's just not the old Marlin. It's new. And I want to go back to something you said about something the Glock always 19. gets lost. Yeah. What's up? I never, um, I ne- I, I, I never thought of the firmness that you would hold a gun affecting how it fired. I obviously oh, yeah. it would affect the aim or yeah. affect maybe you Tri- as far as the kickback. You might do something dangerous with the gun because right. you don't have a firm grip. Yeah. But why would it cause the gun not to work? It's called limp wristing. Yeah. And so what happens is is when the when you shoot the 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 pistol, the slide has to cycle back. If your wrist is not um held you know, I don't want to say like 100% straight, but you're not firm with it. Mm-hmm. That slide, you'll absorb all the recoil instead of letting the slide reciprocate the full way. So that we, it'll like basically short stroke the slide. So would and, it fire once and then be jammed, or would it not fire at all? Uh, so it would fire once, and then it would either stove, it would either fail to extract. Uh, so FTE would be fail to extract. Um, it would stove pipe, or it would fail to feed. Uh, FTF would be the abbreviation What's stove for stovepipe. F- mean stovepipe is uh, it looks like a stovepipe coming out of the top of your gun. And oh, so you, you've uh, damaged you, so you, the gun. No, you've jammed it. Okay. So uh, the cartridge is you know the, the projectile is off. So there's a hole. It looks like a sto- you know like a pipe coming out, stovepipe coming out of your roof. Mm-hmm. And so it's 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 either up straight up out of the gun or off to the side. And we teach that malfunction in our advanced pistol classes. So if you didn't know what failure to extract, failure to fire, or stovepipe are. We've got a defensive pistol class coming up October 21st. Uh, Glocktober. It, and it's in Glocktober yeah. on top of that. So you can buy a Glock and you would get a discount on the class. So like uh, October 7th, we have a CCW class. October 20th, we have a CCW class. October 21st, we have an advanced pistol mm-hmm. class. Now, here's the cool thing. If you do a CCW class with us, uh, we give you money off on the advanced pistol class. And I forget how much that is off the top of my head. I'm sure my wife is yelling at the radio. It's, <laughs> it's this amount. I'll probably get a text her in a little Make bit. Make one up. 
Uh, You're the I, owner. I could. Well, I mean, I right? am. You're I am boss. I am the H M F I C. You guys figure those out. Yeah, I give you. It's head, mother, <laughs> right? In we, charge. We got it. We got it. <laughs> so, uh, no. You get money I, off. Yeah, you get money off. Um, if you buy a gun from us, you get twenty five bucks off. I want to say you get forty or fifty bucks off on a advanced pistol class. Brings it down to a hundred bucks. And then on the um, CCW class, when you buy a gun from us, you get $25 off any class. So you'll get um, class for $100. So if you buy a gun, take a CCW, you get it for $100. Take the CCW and then sign up for the advanced pistol, you get it for $100. Otherwise, it's $125 and $150. Gotcha. So, All right. And then, we have- and then the first responder discount, uh, mm. $75. For, for either or, and That's we are amazing. and we are That's blue great. we are a blue label dealer too. So you bring in your EMT license, paramedic license, uh, your police officer credential card, your fire department credential card, or if you're on a hazmat team, uh, we've got guys out there just do hazmat. Uh, you can bring in that, and then there's other stuff that qualifies you for the program too. But um, those those right there, those five, uh, will get you a discount on classes and on Glocks. Right. So. Uh, always harping on questions on this show. Send yeah. them to me on Twitter at Tony Columba 971. Send them to the uh, Southern Armory Facebook page, or probably the best place to send questions is the Second Amendment Radio Facebook page. We try to get to everybody's questions on a weekly basis. I've got more coming up later in the show. Don't forget, next segment we are going to talk to Tim Shelsvik, uh, the Thinking Woodsman podcast host about uh, the upcoming hunting season. Um, one question I want to get to in the few minutes that we have left in right. this segment was, uh, uh, this is actually, people were not necessarily asking questions, but they were sending me the link to these different stories, uh, that's been going around this week about Democrats. No, there's no longer a such thing as a pro-gun Democrat. Really? If you remember, well, I didn't think any of them were ever program. Well, but. no, there were there were Democrats that had A Nick, plus ratings with Nixon the NRA. Was pretty pro gun. Um, he was the governor. Uh, the just the, just in 2016, the Greitens race. Um, I can't believe I'm drawing a blank on who the who ran against Greitens for the governor of Missouri. The loser. Yeah, Eric <laughs> Cantor, something like that. Know, I don't. It, he had a he had an A plus rating with the NRA. Did he? But now they're saying it, and that that was just as, as far back as two years ago, right? So, but you, Missouri Democrats are kind of a special breed, right? I know, but yeah. but now it's like it's not even allowed. Like if you're a Democrat, you're not even you 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 will be your the you, they will turn your back on you oh. if you have any association with the NRA. So or gun rights, or Second Amendment rights. Those Democrats that have been disin. Uh, disavowed, dis- disavowed, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I'll take that. Sure. Um, and now are uh, unenchanted, uh, disenchanted with the Democratic Party. Guess what, guys? You're welcome to come over to the dark side. Come on over. <laughs> right? We're, we're accepting over here. Doesn't that doesn't isn't that doesn't that really put people at risk of alienating a bunch of voters? Yeah, by just carving out a section you know, and saying it's, it's funny because I work with some people at in, on the ambulance that are you know there like, used to be pro life Democrats, yeah. pro gun Democrats, and now it's and, like they're not they, even this is not even right. a, a term anymore. You can't not even allowed be to be it, right? But uh, they are uh, pro gun owners, and uh, this will be a shout out to my boy Ian. Ian told me, Aaron, I listened to NPR when I cleaned my guns. And I, I about wrecked the ambulance. <laughs> like I was like, really, dude? <laughs> so, 
Yeah, it, it it it's it's a sad state when you can't even when you can't even right. And and it's funny have an have, independent thought. And I have I have some you know democratic views. You know, I mean, I'm just not a straight up you know conservative. Like I have some right views that are are kind of left leaning. Um, you know, when it comes to social responsibility for taking care of people, uh, I'm not not to the extreme that the Democrats are, but there's Chris Coster. This is driving me crazy. Oh, okay, look Chris Coster was the uh, yeah was the Democratic uh, anyway. uh, uh, nominee for the uh, for Missouri governor. Do you have Democratic? And views? he was a big, and he was he he had he got the Democrat. NRA support. Over Eric Wright. Yeah, I do remember that. He, well, he got the, Eric didn't have a track record either, and they go based on track record right, for donations. Right. So, so he was kind of an unknown. So that was just that was just two years ago, and now the Democrats have gone to a place where you're not even allowed to be in the party, basically. Yeah. If you're going to be programmed, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, hey, you know something? Let's wrap up this segment. Yeah. You're listening to uh, Second Amendment Radio on ninety-seven-one KFTK, St. Louis. <laughs> it's you, you got to do it. You got to identify. I, I mean. It is what it is. You can be. Evan, you can laugh at me. Let's go to break. All right. Talk to Tim Shelsvik, <laughs> the Thinking Woodsman, host of the Thinking Woodsman podcast. Talk to him next on Second Amendment Radio. Don't go anywhere. This is FM News Talk 97.1. KFTK. <laughs> Hello. Welcome back to Second Amendment Radio. It's FM News Talk 97.1. Tony Colombo here with the owner of Southern Armory, Aaron Tarlow. Our new producer, Chad Ellis, in the studio. Our old producer, Zach Factor, is in the studio, too, helping Chad. And uh, joining us on the phone now is our good friend, Tim Shelswick. Tim is the host of the Thinking Woodsman podcast that is uh, a project of his that he's been doing for years. We've talked to him uh, on this show and other shows on the radio station about that. And then, uh, uh, Tim, you have some new projects, some new podcasts, and some new things that you're working on. So uh, before we get into all that, uh, tell us about the new shows and uh, all the new stuff that you are up to. Sure. Hello, homeboys. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Um, so, um, so I'm working with, uh, with Jury Outdoors now, um, doing that, doing that full time, uh, which is awesome. I mean, they are, um, uh, been doing, uh, hunting television, hunting shows, uh, deer and turkey shows since 1989. So, uh, we're almost approaching our 30 year anniversary of wow. being in the hunting industry, which is, it's a huge honor for me to be a part of that. Um, so, uh, so yeah, we're, we, uh, we host a podcast of our own called the Drury Outdoors 100% Wild Podcast, and that launches about every week. And we have uh, uh, nationally recognized hunting experts. So, like, the talent that I was getting for the Thinking Woodsman show, like the Tony Colombos of the world, <laughs> we're getting, like, the Levi Morgans of the world, which are high-level. Way bigger deal. Are, a little thought, bit bigger than Aaron Tony Tarlow, was a big not, deal. not a whole lot. Aaron Tarlow, it's kind of a given. You get him, like your show is set. <laughs> that means you've made I'm, it. You get Aaron Tarlow. I'm you've waiting made it. on that invite to go hunt. By the way, it's, <laughs> it's called getting Tarlowed, and you're good. Like, like being a Don and being made. That's right. That's right. I've been Tarlowed. Yes, it means the show is set for life. What's the name so of that? That's... What's the name of that podcast? One more time. The the Drury Outdoors 100% Wild podcast. Drury, like the hotel chain, Drury Outdoors. Yeah, um, yeah you can find it on uh, iTunes and the Google Play Store and Stitcher, uh, you know, all the places where you normally find podcasts. So, uh, yeah, that, that's we, we typically talk about 
deer hunting, turkey hunting, land management, herd management, those kind of things. And, and kind of the, 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 one of the topics we've been touching on here recently is chronic wasting disease. Because if yeah, you're a deer deal. hunter, that's yeah, top of everyone's mind. We're all concerned. And, you know, people want to make sure they're getting the truth. And there's a lot of differing opinions out there on on uh, what, it, what, what, uh, what causes it and uh, how it affects deer and how it could affect our hunting industry, which is uh, like an $11 billion industry and yeah. factor in white, whitetail hunting. Um, so, uh, so it, it's, it's, it's a, it's a big, it's a big topic. So, uh, yeah, we did a whole show on chronic wasting disease. Well, can you we give us, the, to, can you give us the quick version of it? Like what is the true, what is it, what causes it and why is it bad and how do we stop it? All those 30 yeah, seconds so, go. So I, so I, I cannot do that. I'll, I'll give you a thumbnail sketch of the issue sure. and then I encourage folks to dig in on their own and do some research, but chronic wasting disease is similar to, um, mad cow disease from the early 2000s if folks remember all the bans on beef that, yep. that were in place it's a it's a prion based disease which is a misfolded protein uh that that causes brain tissue to form holes in it so so essentially the animal's brain becomes like swiss cheese mm. and uh and the animal dies and unfortunately the, the prions are not they're not alive um they're they're misfolded proteins so they persist in the soil for years they can't be incinerated. Uh, these animals continue to generate prions and shed them into the environment, making making it possible for other deer to be infected. Um, and uh, and and once deer are infected, it's it's, the biologists biologists believe that it's a it's a life sentence. They yep. they could have it for 16 months and they eventually succumb to it. So that's kind of the what the biologists are saying. There are opposing views. People think that. CWD has been out west for a long time, and and elk have had it for for a long time, and and it's just kind of a natural part of the the environmental ebb and flow, and it'll come and go just like everything else. And there are other folks who don't think so and have grave concerns. Well, it's so, been it's um, been going on. It seems like for a decade now. Yeah, they, I mean, I, I I think that they first discovered CWD in elk in the '60s or '70s out west, and. And so now people are like, well, what's the big deal that it's, it's in the Midwest? It's been around for a long time. Well, it's spreading, and uh, and it's here in Missouri. There have been there have been cases that have been found. And so uh, this deer season, make sure you if you are a deer hunter, make sure that you're paying attention to the regulations because those have changed a lot in regards to uh, the ability to feed deer or to put out mineral sites, or even if you kill a deer during, I think the first couple of days of rifle season. Uh, in, in a particular count, in particular counties, you have to get those deer checked. So, so, so the, the the rules and the regulations are changing fast and furiously as the biologists try to figure out how to get ahead of this. Because there are some people that think this could be uh, an extinction level type of mm, okay. uh, yeah. an issue if if we don't get ahead of it. So, and, uh, and, what, and what, go ahead, real quick. Yeah. Uh, for those of the the younger generation. Um, that have just started hunting really in the last, it seems, decade, uh, they're probably not going to know that there used to be, uh, conservation used to go put up uh, places to actually check your deer. And, and yeah, the old check-in stations. Yeah, and they, they have since stopped doing that. Now it's, you know, you call it in on your phone or you log on to the Internet and you check it, and then you get a confirmation number back. So it is, uh, so, you know, really, and that, that, stopped, that stopped probably, what, a decade ago? Uh, like two thousand five, two thousand six ish. So, 
So, Tim, yeah. is there is there any is there preventative measures that people can take to stop or slow down the or or is it more of we want to get a better handle on how widespread it is, so we need to monitor it as closely as we can? Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those like any real issue in life is has a lot of complexities to it, um, and so uh, so with CWD. Uh, the first step is is helping people become aware that that it is an issue, and uh, you know for years hunters have been saying you can't let animal populations go unchecked because diseases will spread and epidemics happen. Well, we're on the doorstep of one right now because we've allowed deer to get out of control in terms of their population densities. Yeah. Um, so so and, and and that's typically part of the strategy. Most departments of conservation or DNRs will go in and they will. It will take out. They'll do major culling of deer because the best way to spread it is through other deer. Well, if you limit population densities, you limit the ability for this prion to spread. And that's, that, that's kind of the main tool that conservation agencies use to, to, to slow the spread. And hunters are the main tool to do that. Mm. Um, otherwise, they're bringing sharp, sharpshooters in, and it really ticks people off because the optics are bad. Um, hunters don't like that because it's like, hey, you, you shot my whole herd. Now I got nothing to hunt. And mm-hmm. there's uh, there's just a, a lot of tentacles to this. And uh, and I really do encourage folks to do some research and get um, uh, get informed on it and, and understand all sides because there's there's a lot going on with chronic wasting disease you, right now. You know, now. you this whole conversation highlights a point that I am that I find myself still shocked that people don't realize, and it's that hunter people there are there are still a large percentage of people which is hard to believe but there's still so many people out there that believe that hunters you know are gun people that just want to go kill something and Mm -hmm. it's 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 the people it's the outdoorsmen it's the hunters and the fishermen you'll never see a hunter or a, a, a leave some trash on the ground in, in in the woods, you'll never see a fisherman dump trash into a, a lake or or a river. It's these kind of issues that you're talking about right now that the hunters are the ones on the front lines trying to protect the animals, trying to protect the environment, trying to protect the the, the woods and the forest. And people don't. It's unbelievably that people don't realize that. And I know that's a, a part of your big message. Um, in all the in all the you know yep. podcasts and stuff that you that you talk about, so uh, just if you can just expand on that point just a little bit on how much work you 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 see yourself and other outdoorsmen doing to preserve wildlife, not not destroy yes. it. Sure, yeah. So I mean, I I, I think the difference between like a, a hardcore animal rights activist and and the typical hunter is that a hardcore animal rights activist has a vague concept of a species. Whereas the hunter has a very intimate knowledge, not only of the species at large, but also the individual animals that he comes in, he or she comes in contact with. And I think that distinction is so, so much, uh, you know, you talk about like an organic understanding and a grassroots understanding. Boy, I mean, you talk to a hunter and they know when populations are up or down. They know when animals are sick or they know when something's off in the environment. They have a personal connection there. Whereas I, I think a lot of animal rights activists just have this vague concept that we need to protect all animals at all costs, and there's never there's never a reason uh, to to uh, to harvest them, and that's just like, I mean maybe 
hundreds of years ago before we came to this country, maybe that would have been okay, but we've already done enough interventions to the, to the environment. Now we are, we're stuck as the managers and the stewards of it. So we got to do something. Um, right. And that's, you know, and, and hunters put their money where their mouth is. And mm-hmm. there are, there are Yahoo hunters out there. Uh, we, we have to, we sure. have to accept that just like there are, you know, really far fringe animal rights activists, but um, but yeah, the, the, the reasonable, the, the bulk and majority of hunters, the, the bulk of my friends that hunt, uh, we, we intimately care about, um, about the environment, the habitat and the animals that are in it. So, yeah. you and know, the, the other thing it, too it, is, is, you know, I always get a few deer tags. Mm-hmm. If I shoot one deer, the, the, any other deer I shoot goes to share the harvest. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah. so mm-hmm. I'm feeding, feeding hungry. Right. You know, so it's not a. Yeah, no. it, yeah, it's not a, it's not a group of savages. Right. It's yeah. it's it's we're just t- not shooting. And like shoot and like stuff. Tim said, every group of people, every every type of person, you're you're always going to find. Like you said Yahoo's in the in that crowd, but for the, for the most part, <laughs> for the most part, it's it's the it's it's uh, the you'll find more compassion in that outdoorsman yeah. group than you would anywhere else. Uh, so deer hunting season has started as far as I think bow season is underway. Yep. Uh, for both mm-hmm. deer and turkey, uh, rifle season is coming up. Talk about when rifle season is when that when that gets into full swing, and also tell us about uh, deer cast. Yeah, yeah. So, so rifle season in Missouri uh, starts November tenth, yep. and uh, so that's when the Orange Army mobilizes, and uh, <laughs> and and it, it, it's a major economic uh, boon to our uh, to our state. And, uh, you know, I just encourage people to be safe, be out there shooting your guns before uh, before that date to make sure you're sighted in. Every deer that you intend to take deserves a clean and ethical shot. So, you know, make sure you're going to places like Southern Armory and, and, uh, and you know, they're taking a look yeah. at your gun. You don't want to just pull it out from under the bed. Blow it's not Tim's first rodeo. He knows how to call it. He knows yeah. how to bring it. <laughs> That's right. Well, you got to go to people that, that know what they're doing. There, there, are, there are shops out there where, you know, they don't know exactly what's right. going on. They don't have experienced people. Anyone can own a business. Right. And, um, we, and actually, it's funny. I just <laughs> got done uh, uh, mounting and leveling and bore sighting three rifles. And uh, Friday is range day at Southern Armory. So generally on go. Friday, uh, if you bring your gun in, that's the day we're going and we're getting them, you know, after we've mounted them and we, we torque them down to the right spec. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people just go, oh, it's hand tight. Well, no, it's, there's a spec it needs to be in, and it's right. an inch pounds. And you got to have the right right tools, so we got that. Mm-hmm. And then we level them, so your crosshairs are perfectly level, 90 degree, you know, 90 degree or ninety degrees to one another. Yeah. Then and there then, you go. Yeah. And get, then uh, we, yeah. we bore sight it, and we go shoot them. Nice. You yeah, so, so, so not only do you have the safety factor, but also you put a lot of time and money and, and resource into getting close enough to a deer to kill it. You want the bullet to go where you point the gun. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. so, you know, too, too many guys get out there opening day, and they got a, they got a deer at 100 yards, they take a shot, and the deer just runs off and nothing happens. Well, they, they, you know, they probably weren't sighted in, and, you know, you bump a scope, and, yep. uh, and things can change over time. And actually, so. I, I did that one year, bumped a scope, and... and uh, oh, Messes everything. Up. Yeah, I had to go to my forty-five seventy Marlin. <laughs> All right, use iron sights. Right. So, so tell us about yeah, Deercast, Tim. Yeah, Deercast is is a, is a new um, uh, mobile app that we've launched through Dury Outdoors. It is a, a revolutionary deer movement forecaster. So it takes the seventy combined years of Mark and Terry Drury's whitetail hunting experience, 
uh, and factors in 11 different uh, weather weather factors um, and and then puts them through this algorithm that in uh, that inputs real-time weather data for whatever location the user chooses and then it spits out a five-day gear movement forecast so here's Um, here's the good news the forecast for saturday and sunday is great and good yeah that cold front is the cold front coming through this weekend is is going to be awesome if you're a bow hunter you should be out in the in the tree stand this weekend uh, because because it's seen that the barometer is rising uh cool fronts coming through and uh that's going to be killer for deer but not only do you get the, the deer cast deer movement forecaster but you also get our entire VHS and DVD library back to 1989, which, uh, which wow. is over 30,000 30, minutes of produced, well-produced hunt footage. So you can go back and watch that stream it all for free. Uh, wow. We also, our friends at Mossy Oak have teamed up, and they are putting their TV shows in, uh, in DeerCast as well. Uh, we also have a feed where, I get to be the editor-in-chief of DeerCast, so we get to put articles up in there every day, and, and we're showing people real-time uh, shots, the, the impact shot from the field. So Mark Dury killed a great deer on, oh, gosh, I think it was Wednesday. 9-19. Look, look yeah, at this bad boy. I got the app Tuesday pulled up night. right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I see it. That's a good size so, rack. So you, don't have to, you don't have to wait for the show to come out next year. You can go on DeerCast, and you can see the actual shot there in real time uh, on your phone. So it, it's never been done before. Uh, DeerCast is, uh, is really going to change the way people hunt. And we're, we've got 62,000 folks that have, um, that have registered and are, and are on it and using it, which is great. 62,001, Aaron Tarlow. He's on sixty-two thousand and one. Oh, yep. We just got tarloed, y'all. <laughs> look at this! Look at this monster out of Missouri. Yeah, taking opening day on bow season. Oh, that's great. Yeah, so so we're, really cool. we're 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 highlighting we're highlighting kills across the country. People, someone you know shoots a thumper. We're gonna write a story about it and put it up there so folks can be in the loop and know what's being All killed. Right. Where to so cool see what game. I get on rifle season yeah, here this, with my my new rifle. So this is uh, we've been talking to Tim Shelsvik. Uh, unfortunately, Tim, we're out of time, but I want to have you back on again, maybe right at the beginning of rifle season. Uh, to talk a sure. little bit more about deer casts and a couple of other things, um, you know, regarding hunting season as we are now, like you said, the Orange Army gets ready to mobilize. Um, before, <laughs> right. before we let you go, one more time, tell us about the 100% Wild podcast uh, and anything else that you got going on out there that people can can go check out. Yeah, yeah, sure. So uh, so folks can go, go to drewyoutdoors.com uh, slash podcast or slash deer cast and and uh, find out more about either one of those things. And if folks want to hear uh, directly from me and my show, it's thethinkingwoodsman.com where you find me on social media. Very good. Tim Shelsvik, The Thinking Woodsman, Thinking Woodsman podcast, and the Drury Outdoors 100% Wild podcast. Uh, thanks again for coming on. We'll talk to you again real soon, Tim. My pleasure, guys. Thanks. Right, you bet. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back with more. Don't go anywhere. Second Amendment Radio continues right here on FM News Talk 97.1. Welcome back to Second Amendment Radio. FM News Talk 97.1. Tony Colombo, Aaron Tarlow, new producer Chad Ellis in studio with you. Just talked to Tim Shelsvik, the Thinking Woodsman, host of the Thinking Woodsman podcast, also a host of the Drury Outdoors 100% Wild podcast. 
Uh, go to thinkingwoodsman.com to find more about Tim Shelsvik, a great guy. Uh, and also, don't forget, you can go to 971talk.com. You can click on podcasts and find this fine program in the list of all the other fine programs here on the radio station. And uh, you can podcast the show, take it with you for free. If you missed that interview with Tim or you want to hear some of it again, some of that great information about the uh, DeerCast app, uh, go back and check out the podcast absolutely free and listen to it again anytime you want. Yep. So I uh, want to get back into a couple of these questions. Please continue to send us your questions. They have been great. Uh, go to the Second Amendment uh, Radio Facebook page. Go to the Southern Armory Facebook page. Follow me on Twitter at Tony Colombo 971 Send us your questions throughout the week, and we'll try to answer all of them as the week goes on. Um, had somebody send me a question asking us to revisit the uh, issue of felons and the whole felons can't have guns even if they are they were guilty of a nonviolent crime okay uh in the past so, so this person asked me uh they said they they asked if you were guilty of something like tax evasion 10 years ago can you really never own a gun right is that a true story is yeah that- yeah if it's a felony yeah. Yeah. So felony tax evasion or money laundering or yeah, something felony, like that. Felony anything. Not yeah, not 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 yeah. a you know, not robbing Remember remember Al Capone? Yeah. You know what he went to jail for? Uh mail fraud. Is that right or wrong? Tax evasion. Tax evasion. Okay. Yeah. I knew it was something like that. But anyway. But so you're not a you're not a you're you're not a uh violent a, felon. A, yeah, you're yeah, not right. a, a car you're not robbing cars, you're not robbing banks, you're you know, you're doing something a non a nonviolent and right. so in the state of Missouri or is that a federal Fe- law federal thing yeah is there anything is there any movement out there to try to restore the gun rights of some of these folks or is it just like is it a fight that it, whether you agree oh, yeah. with it or not is it like is it a fight that nobody wants to take up it, it, it's it's a how do I say this it, it would be a career ender for a politician. They're trying to give felons guns. And does it? And does it? And does it come off if you're just, whether you're a politician or not? If we're if we're just two guys on the radio like we are right now, and we're right. talking about hey, these people should have gun rights. Does it just? Do people just look at us like? Is it like you're crazy? Why? Why are they even having this conversation? Is it? Is it one of those situations where so it's they, an unwinnable discussion? No matter it's, what. Yeah, it's unwinnable. What you can do is you can pay an attorney. You know, because there is a way to get rid of the felony. Yeah, right. do, do you have to get the felony removed from your record? Right, you have to get it expunged. Right, you go, you go before a judge and you say, "Judge, it was ten years ago. I didn't pay some taxes," and the judge is either going to agree or disagree, and that's that. And and if he goes, "Yep, we'll we'll remove it from your record. It'll be expunged," mm-hmm. then uh, you're not a felon anymore. But at the same time, uh, you know, you, you it's kind of like getting a marriage annulled. Yeah, you were married once, and now you weren't. And now you were never married. Right, you were a felon once, but now you were never a felon. Right. Um. So, w- with that being said, you know it is it is kind of a, you know, e- you know we get that in the shop. You know, when Missouri passed the uh, new concealed carry law, right? Mm-hmm. There were you know anybody could conceal carry without a permit. People were thinking that you know t- expunged nullified their felonies, and that they could come in and buy guns. Mm. And we would have to explain to these individuals that. If you're a felon, you're always a felon, uh-huh. unless you hire an attorney and and get it expunged. It's it's not cheap to do. I was gonna say how how I think how much de- of a process is that? 
length I think and that cost. It would depend, I mean, I know, I, yeah, it, I know they, everything's different, but just in yeah, general, I, I think uh, I bet you'd be looking at ten grand. Yeah, it's probably a retainer, and then it would depend on what the felony was. You know, tax evasion twenty years ago. You've been current ever since. Never mm-hmm. been in trouble. Mm-hmm. Probably pretty easy. Right. Where do you um, think the fair line is? Not where the line in real life is, but do you think it's? Do you think that the, or do you think that it doesn't matter? You committed a felony. You should have to go through a very long process to get it removed. Well, I think you, you, you and I talked about like an arbitrary number of like twenty five years or something. Yeah. Yeah. And and you know and if you never had a felony in twenty five years, mind you, you you shouldn't have been incarcerated. You know, right? That, you know, like right. after that twenty-five year point, right? Um, then you know, have you been successfully um, rehabilitated mm-hmm. uh, into society, et cetera? And are you a responsible citizen? Mm-hmm. I'll go one step further. Um, you know, look at sex offenders, mm-hmm. right? Kind of a hot, hot topic button, but uh, they have to register after they've done their sentence. Mm-hmm. They went to jail for five years or 10 years. They've been chemically castrated. They've gone through therapy. They've mm-hmm. gone through halfway houses, mm-hmm. probation, parole. But they still have to register. But now you have to register. Mm-hmm. There's people that don't like that either. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, you know, I, I personally kind of like knowing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know Agreed. what I'm saying? I mean, Agreed. I got kids. Agreed. Um, but I don't know that I, I don't know that I think that a person that was guilty of a nonviolent crime felony 15 years ago should should not have gun rights right and and that's kind of the slippery slope yeah and like i said i don't think the politicians are going to touch it right because once you do that you know republican takes that up democrats are going to own that seat yeah that's a good point and and i and then kind of take that a little bit further um i think even the republicans in that district would or that state would feel the same way Mm -hmm. so I, i honestly there is a method to do it Hire an attorney, get it expunged. Right. But uh, with that being said, don't just hire any attorney. You know, the, the guy that fixed your traffic ticket is probably not the guy to handle it. Right, right. Uh, the Make guy sure that you did, your, the, yeah, did your who's divorce got or did your, right. your uh, bankruptcy is not the guy to handle that. You really need to do some research, interview, uh, and, you know, have them give you, you know, if you're going to do it, you know, call around to other attorneys and ask. I was looking to get something expunged. And other attorneys know one another. They're going to say, you know, the guy to go to is, you know, Tim Jones. Right. And go talk to Tim and tell him I sent you. Because mm-hmm. they like to refer business to one another. Yep. So. Just a few minutes to go. I yeah. uh, had another t- uh, tweet sent to me this week after we had one of the parent on Annie's show this week. We talked to one of the parents that lost a child at Majory Stoneman Douglas High School. One of the parents that has gone on to continue to. Uh, it was the one, the high school down in uh, Florida with the most recent shooting where the sheriffs didn't go in yeah. immediately. We talked to one of the parents uh, who lost his daughter in that shooting. Um, he, This gentleman has been working with uh, lawmakers down in the state of Florida and got a bill passed that will, allows schools all across the state of Florida to put armed security in their schools, right? I, Golf yeah, clap. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Somebody tweeted me and said, I'd love for you guys to talk a little bit about this on Second Amendment Radio. Uh, to me, how how are, how are is this not just a common sense? Well, it's, it's At already— At least you don't, you don't have—if you don't want to put on arm— Missouri, has got it. If you don't want to put security in your schools, that's right. your choice. But to keep up—25 years ago at Hazelwood Central, we had a 
police, an armed police officer right. in and, and the when high I went, school. I went to Oakville Senior High. We had an armed police officer. <sighs> um, but Missouri does have a bill that allows staff members to carry. The big thing is, is it has to be approved by the school district in a closed session, and they have to have additional training. And it's on the books. It's just no schools are doing it. Right. All right, just about a minute to go. One more time, Southern Armory. Yep, Southern Armory, 9901 Watson Road, uh, one mile east of 274, southernarmory.com. That's southernarmory.com. We like to buy, sell, trade uh, guns, uh, use, new. We do suppressor sales, ammunition, do gunsmithing. So if you need a barrel fit, sights installed, a scope for your upcoming trip uh, out to join the Orange Army, Mm-hmm. As our guest put as it, Tim which said, was awesome. Yes. <laughs> um, we mount those. Get in now um, just because the gunsmith side, you know, that stuff will take priority. Uh, but, you know, you want to get that gun. And the one thing I do after I, after I, you know, level scope, mount scope, and, and sight it in, go shoot this gun. Mm-hmm. So that way they know, you know, how it's going to shoot. And, and, then, if, and if you're a big fan of Glocks, Glock-tober. wait just a couple of weeks. Not even really. Uh, I mean, gl- you're talking what's, yeah, you know. Yeah, 10 days. Yeah, not, not less even. than 10 days, yeah, a, like, week. Yeah, a week. Gosh, you're right. And, it is uh, that close. And it's going to start. We'll be talking about it next week. Yeah. Um, I am a certified Gosh. Glock armor. Uh, also, you, uh, you know, a few other things, too. But, yeah, you can buy a Glock. You can have us accessorize that Glock. We carry holsters, extra magazines, all that good stuff for them. So Glocktober, Glocktober at Southern at Armory. Southern Armory. That's southernarmory.com. All right, that's going to wrap up another edition of Second Amendment Radio. If you missed anything or you want to hear it again, go to 971talk.com, go to the podcast page, and download the podcast absolutely free. For our new producer, Chad Ellis, and Aaron Tarlow, the owner of Southern Armory, I am Tony Colombo. Thanks for listening to another edition of Second Amendment Radio. We will see you next Saturday at 3 p.m. right here on FM News Talk 971. Have a great weekend.